0: never, ever, marks the spot. I am altering the deep. Pray I don't alter it any further. <gasps> What's your favorite scary movie? Valar so the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. I'm Batman. Dracarys. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that couldn't be at San Diego Comic Con, but we'll do our best to bring the news to you. My name is Drew, I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me normally would be my brother Peter, but you know what? He was not feeling well tonight and asked me to kind of go on without him, so he's going to miss out, and unfortunately he's going to have to listen to the uh, news and hear about San Diego Comic-Con just like you. So um, we'll get his take on some of the things when he gets back, but um, I'm not going to waste any time because there's a ton of news to talk about, and I'm kind of flying solo, so bear with me and... Let's see what we can uh, break down here. Uh, first off, in the watching and reading category, um, the aside from trying to gather the sheer ton of news that we have to unpack tonight, I kind of focused a lot of my watching on anything I could get from San Diego Comic-Con. So I'll cover the trailers and stuff that got released, and um, I will, uh, I'll talk about all that stuff. But I did get a chance to finally see The Gray Man on Netflix. Um, there were some reviews out there that were not holding this movie in, in really high regard, and I have no idea what they were talking about. This movie was a blast from beginning to end. It was so much fun. Ryan Gosling was fantastic. Uh, Chris Evans was so good as a villain, and we're so used to seeing Chris Evans lately as Captain America. And one of the things I'll say is that it's one thing to see him as Captain America, and it's something else to see him as a villain. And there was a point in the movie where I remembered him as a villain in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And I was like, oh yeah, he is a villain. He can pl- totally play a villain. It's awesome. And it was such a great uh, performance. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really thought Anna Diarmis was going to have a bigger presence in the movie, but she was in there like a good amount of time. She kind of popped in and out more of a supporting role. I just, the trailer makes her look like a main character, but she was more of a supporting role. But um, she was great in the movie. Um, I'm not the biggest Billy Bob Thornton fan, but he was really good in the movie. Um Yeah, there was just so much. The action sequences were fantastic. The Russo brothers, they know how to direct action. If you liked the action sequences that they did in, like, Captain America Civil War or or, uh, Winter Soldier or if you just... Because we all know, we primarily know the Russo brothers from their Marvel work. But if you think about the real gritty work in terms of the the fast-paced, intense action sequences from the Captain America films... You get a lot of that in The Gray Man. If I had one thing to criticize with The Gray Man is it felt like we were globetrotting. You were going, there were several, several locations, several countries, several cities. Um, I didn't find it confusing. They did a nice job of telling us where we were and when. I just felt there was a lot of it. So that's my only criticism of the film. It just felt like we were kind of all over the place. But um, at the end of the day, the movie is great. Everyone should watch it. It's awesome. Okay, that is about it in terms of, like, my watching and reading, because, like I said, I was focused on Comic-Con. Now, we need to discuss, I'm trying to figure out the best way to tackle this, because I feel that Marvel came out swinging big, and DC wanted to come out swinging big, but I feel like the DC announcements, in my opinion, were kind of lacking. I feel that they, um, I feel that there was some stuff done that – they showed some cool stuff, but I really feel really bad for DC, and I'll explain as we go, and it's kind of a big, big-picture situation. Um, so let me get some of these non-comic book stuff out of the way. Um, first off, Disney's National Treasure series reveals this new adventure. We got, we got our um, – <coughs> they – at the, the National Treasure Edge of History San Diego Comic-Con panel – Um, they revealed some stuff about, um, the mood and all that stuff. The, like I said, this is something that I'm excited about. I talked about this last week, or maybe the week before. This is something I'm excited to see. I like the National Treasure movies, so let's see, uh, what they bring. Um, there are trailers and stuff that were very exclusive to Comic-Con, so I can only vouch for the ones I've seen. Um, so, um, National Treasure, uh, brought, you know, they they showed up and they brought a teaser and it just looks like it's a cool adventure with maps and clues and, you know, the, the kind of puzzle you expect out of a National Treasure movie. So let's get it in long form. Um, I hope, I don't know when the last time you guys opened up your Disney Plus, but if you've opened it up since Comic-Con started, so Friday morning of Comic-Con, July 22nd, we all have Deadpool 1, Deadpool 2, and Logan are on Disney Plus. Your first rated R films for Disney Plus. Um, they paved the way with this, with the parental advisory changes that we all had to adjust on our um, Disney accounts, and that was really kind of setting us up. They put the Netflix shows on there, knowing that those are potentially rated R. Comp- there, those are like hard PG thirteens, if you will. But um, knowing we were going to have to put Deadpool here. And knowing Deadpool three is coming, it makes sense to me that we're going to get a rated R section. And um, I, there's a lot of people that are really frustrated about this, but you know what? I think we all knew it was coming. I think you should have been able to see it coming, and I think that uh, it makes sense. Marvel wants all Disney wants all their comics in a one stop place. Disney owns controlling interest to Hulu, so it makes sense for them to want to have a lot of their rated R content on Hulu but it also makes sense that they want you to be able to go where do i find marvel comics everything? Oh, it's on Disney Plus. There's a Marvel tab. Boom. Every movie, every show, every character, everything i love, it's all right there. So, that may that's a no-brainer. I totally get it. Um, let's see here. Uh, her, live action her live action Hercules will put a modern spin on the original story. Um, this is uh, Joe Russo, so the Russo brothers are directing this. Like, so, the Gray Man, this, this, you know, they did a great job with Captain America and stuff, and the Gray Man was great. And now the Russo brothers are gonna do a modern take on the original story of Hercules. This could be really cool, but it also has me cringing a little bit because I don't want them to break it. <laughs> um, but if you're gonna do live action and you're gonna try and do it differently, I'm down for a modern take, depending on what that is. Um, Joe, uh, from Joe Russo, um, it'll certainly pay homage to the original with more modern spin. What Anthony and I love about the original is how funny and, um, sur- uh, sur- uh, subversive it is. Sorry, I stumbled on that word there. I think we try to embrace that sense of humor in the remake. Um, it's a good quote. that sounds good, so let's see how it pans out. Um, okay, let's see what else we have here. Um... Yeah, like this is a ton and ton of Marvel and DC. I'm just trying to weed out the ones that are not related on purpose because it's going to be a lot of talking about the big two companies. And I'm probably going to start with DC and get that out of the way um, because there's a, there's a lot to unpack with uh, Marvel. Uh, I feel like a lot more than normal. Okay, so yeah, uh, I mentioned Gray Man. Um, today is... July twenty sixth. So we're just a couple days out of Comic Con. They did announce that there's a Grey Man sequel with Ryan Gosling set at Netflix. So based on the viewership and based on the people watching it, based on the reviews, they're going to move forward with the Grey Man sequel. So this could get franchised. At the very least, I could see a trilogy. I don't think we should expect a. Um, <laughs> I don't think we should expect a massive franchise. We're not looking at MCU levels, but I could expect a trilogy out of this, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um so there we go. Alright, let's talk about DC for a minute. We'll at that we'll talk about that one first. So the DC panel, um it it was a really interesting watch because they showed some cool stuff. We got to see, you know, we got to see the Black Adam trailer, um, a new Black Adam trailer, and the rock came out in his black Adam costume, he showed up like in the actual costume and they floated him above the floor and you know They did a huge lightning bolt thing, and it was really cool. Trailer was great, and then The Rock was talking. The thing that really scares everybody is someone in the audience asked The Rock if he thought Black Adam could defeat Superman. And The Rock's response was, it depends on who's playing Superman. And the audience kind of booed at that, because that lends to the the mystery of Henry Cavill not coming back as Superman, and this is kind of an issue that, you know, we've talked about in the past, but we've also talked about how Henry Cavill wants to come back as Superman, um, so sources say, and this is interesting, so um, according to insider uh, insider viewer Anon, um, Henry Cavill is not the Superman right now, I've been told on multiple occasions that Henry Cavill isn't Superman right now because Henry is unwilling to come back. I don't know what WB's terms are that he isn't happy with, but the studio has asked him back on multiple occasions. This is the first we've heard about the studio wanting him back, in my opinion, and I could be missing a story out there. I could be missing, like, of all the stuff we talk about and the fact that we go through so much news, I honestly could be missing something. But... On all reports with the, the figureheads at Warner Brothers that used to be there, like Ann Sarnoff and Jason Kalar it makes me wonder if they actually did reach out to him or is this blowing smoke in our faces because at the end of the day, they didn't want him there anyway because they were so like, we don't like the Snyder cut. Which brings me to this. WB or Warner Brothers is moving forward without the Snyderverse. Um, it's officially canceled in a way. Jim Lee at his panel confirms that there are no future plans for Zack Snyder um, or the future of the Snyderverse material at, he he confirmed this at San Diego. This could be what uh, Henry Cavill is angry about. This could be the terms that he's not talking about. You guys made me do some movies, which were great. The fans heavily supported. We wanted it. We got more. We got more. And then you guys wrecked a movie. Then Warner Brothers wrecked Justice League. It took the fans to get... Justice League got done properly and by that point so many of the cast were like I don't want to be a part of this game and took off and I'll bet you Henry Cavill is mad about that because he's like well I want Ben to come back but Ben's not going to come back so we don't have the Batman I want and I'll bet you Henry Cavill is not coming back because he's mad at how the situation unfolded and now he feels Warner Brothers is backpedaling and he's like I'm not going to play that game and on one hand I don't blame him but it saddens me that the Snyderverse is no longer a thing. Um, but it's actual confirmation that the Snyderverse is no longer a thing. Is Justice League 2 and 3 possible? Yes, but without Zack Snyder. And that's a whole nother problem because I think Zack Snyder, in my personal opinion, really should be the Kevin Feige for the, just for the DC universe. Um, I really feel that DC went to San Diego hoping for good things and then it kind of backfired in their face with the, oh man, you guys blew it, no Snyderverse, blah, blah, blah. Like I think everyone was really hoping for the, hey, we have plans, Snyderverse, here we go. So I really don't feel that they went in expecting to deliver what they were expecting. When you look at the DCU timeline, um, I found this breakdown of the timeline and I find it a little funny because people put... Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84 before Man of Steel. Wonder Woman 84, sure, because of the uh, because of the actual time period the movie takes place in. But the first Wonder Woman movie, I don't know about because um, Batman v Superman really sets up, like, the opening scene of <laughs> Wonder Woman is a pickup from Batman v Superman, and then the majority of the movie is a flashback. So, yeah, um... Anyway, when you look at the timeline here, we got, you know, Batman, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84, um, Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, Black Adam, which is forthcoming. We got Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Aquaman 2, uh, The Fallen Kingdom, is that what it is? No, The Lost Kingdom. Um, The Flash, and then in this breakdown... There's this like tiny little like line that kind of bends and says and has the Batgirl logo and the Blue Beetle and it says new timeline, so it's kind of like, it's almost like hey you know here we go and new era, um, a non Zack Snyder era. But what I think is interesting about that is they're still using the Zack Snyder visual language in the artwork and the costumes and the cinematography, so it's like they. They're taking what they like and pitching what they don't. Um, to me, personally, this isn't the way to handle a studio, if you will. Um, I don't have any experience running a studio, and Warner Brothers is probably listening going, yeah, look, listen to this guy who doesn't know what he's talking about. Here's the thing. We're all watching, and we're all fans, and you need to get us to the seats. You need to get us excited. We want DC to be as successful as Marvel um we want them to have a cohesive universe like marvel and yeah we may agree or disagree with some of the choices they've made but if you want to get on the right track like i feel like dc's building to a reboot again and that at this late in the game you guys can't be rebooting again like let's learn from our mistakes and kind of move forward not every movie is going to be amazing okay not every marvel movie is "quote unquote the best" Um, there's some Marvel movies that I haven't liked in the past, and I've been very vocal about that. It's great. I've had a great time at the theater watching them, and I'm going to be in the seat for the next one no matter what it is, and there are move and there are television shows that I've been like, this one's better than that one, and I've liked this better than that. At the end of the day, Marvel's like printing gold, if you will. Like, they're doing, as Kevin Smith would say, they're doing the Lord's work, and it's fantastic, and we want DC to be in that boat, but... DC needs to, like, I will always defend them, and I'm one of the biggest defenders of the Snyderverse um, when I talk with my friends, and I'm always trying to argue in favor of them, but I feel like we're running into it. We're actually starting to hit a wall where I don't know what to think anymore, and that bugs me as a fan because I want them to be just as good as the Marvel films. I really, really do. So, DC, I'm still in your pocket. I'm still in your corner. I'm going to defend you. I wanna see what you got, but let's figure this out. Let's get a direction. Let's give us some actual clue. Now, there's the argument that we haven't seen the Flash film. The Flash film may give us some clue, and maybe when that comes out, they're showing up next year at Comic-Con going, hey, did you like the Flash? Check this out, and they just lay it out on the table for us. And maybe it's because it's a big secret they don't wanna tell us. However, in the realm of DC, you know, people start asking, what are you doing about crossovers? Look, we all love the crossovers, right? Okay, are you gonna do a DC reboot? WB is planning a big crisis event. The reboot will come later, but it's still far away. Which they released this really cool artwork, um, which looks like a, it looks like a cover art in the classic DC style, where it's like, hey, we're doing this new big comic event, and boom, here's all the characters in it. So will DC, you know? WB is planning a big crisis, the reboot's gonna come later. Well, that's great that you showed us some artwork, but it's also weird to think about because we don't know what that is, and I feel like there wasn't enough answers. And what I find funny about panels at Comic-Con is, you bring out a director to talk about a movie, and he tells you exactly what he wants to tell you. But then you bring out the cast, and the cast can tell you pretty much nothing. And that's the weirdest part. Is they're like, well, we can't say anything, so here we go, you know, and I find that bizarre a little bit, and especially with the Marvel panel, they're just like, hey, you know, Chris Pratt was out on the stage, and they're like, hey, can what can you tell us about Star Lord? And he's like, very like, I don't know what I can say with Kevin Feige standing here, (laughs) you know, so he's like, I feel like we got Star Lord at this part in his life, and you're just like, great that you didn't tell me anything that is of any semblance of anything because you can't say anything because of all the contracts, but. We'll get back to Marvel. What's cool about this DC artwork that got released is there are images here. So there's a pretty clear look at Superman and Lois that looks like Tyler Hecklin. Okay, so if we're doing DC reboot universe stuff, we got Superboy in here. We got Batgirl. Um, we got Star Girl. Um, we have the new uh, Supergirl from the Flash on here. Um, we have the Michael Keaton Batman. Okay, we knew that was coming. Uh, this Harley Robbins in this, um, there are two flashes. What does that mean? Does that mean, um, does that mean Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller? That'd be cool if it did. Uh, we got Dr. Fate right in the middle. Maybe he's, you know, the big controlling gun here. We have two Batgirls actually. Now that I look at this, there's one way in the back that's hard to see. And there's one kind of up front cause we have that Batgirl movie coming. Uh, we have a couple of the super pets, um, it's really a cool piece of art. I just, is it all encompassing where like, is this all movie related stuff or is this kind of an amalgamation of what we're going to get? I don't know. Um, so yeah. Um, DC, I hope you guys have more of a plan than we think you do. Um, please prove me right. Please prove me that I'm in the right corner and, you know, with you guys on that. Um, I'd, I'd really appreciate the validation that I've been backing you guys on purpose. I know you're not going anywhere. I know this movie's coming, and I'm excited to see the stuff you guys got coming. But when I start talking about this Marvel panel, I really feel like DC phoned in their San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and I know they're in a regime change. I know they're dealing with a lot of stuff right now, but I feel like they are phoning it in, in my opinion. Um, so let's talk about Marvel real quick. All right. In a non MCU sense, because we're still trying to figure out what the, what the, how do I want to word this? We're still seeing the effects of how this spider verse MCU crossover universe thing is happening. Um, we did learn the black cat will appear in Madam web. And I thought that was really cool. And then I thought about of all the casting announcements that they've made. I'm willing to bet you black cats being played by Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. Um, I'm just thinking of the age of the actor compared to Tom Holland and that kind of stuff. It would make sense to me. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to finally see black cat on the screen. Um, okay. Couple things. They did a Marvel animation announcements. These are, I found this weird. This was a weird panel because, uh, this announcement happened on Friday and the big Marvel panel was on Saturday. So on Friday they did an animation they did an animation panel and they made some announcements and they showed a trailer for the I Am Groot show. Well, we knew I Am Groot is coming, we've been talking about it for a while, and it's a really cute trailer. Like it really was cute, um, and I think it'll be a really fun show for Disney Plus. Um, it does feel, in my personal opinion, kind of outside of canon because it's just following Groot around. I don't know how many characters will actually be in it, other than Groot doing cute things, because they're going to be very short episodes. It's going to be like a series of shorts. Um, but these other items in here, what if season two, we knew that was coming. So it was kind of nice to get kind of more of a release date for it. Spider-Man freshman year. Um, we knew that was coming. X-Men 97. We knew that was coming, but they actually showed some artwork and they showed some images for us. So we know what's going on with that show, um, which is awesome. And, uh, Marvel zombies. Again, we knew that was coming. What I like about the Marvel zombies announcement is, um, Marvel Zombies will be rated R. Um, it says here it'll be rated MA on this report, but then like later on in the weekend, it got announced that it was actually going to be rated R. So that's going to be interesting. Yes, it's animated, which means it's going to have a lot of gore to it, and it makes me wonder if there'll be some language. Uh, Marvel Zombies is probably not one for the kids, but um, hey, it sounds fun, so let's check it out. But yeah, all these animated ones, when they got dropped, the way some of my friends were talking about it was like they didn't know. And I'm like, well, we've known about those for a while. So those were, I believe got announced last year at San Diego Comic-Con. I really do. And this year it was kind of like, here's your release dates. Here you go. Um, and uh, so it's basically, what if Season 2 X-Men 97 coming in 2023? Spider- Fre- Spider-Man Freshman Year will debut in 2024. And, um, and Marvel Zombies will be along with it. So, hey... Um, I'm down. I'm curious to see all of them because I really want to see the X-Men one anyway. Um, All right. Charlie Cox will return as Daredevil for Spider-Man freshman year. That's awesome. Um, With these animated shows, there's a lot of weird internet articles where it'll say Tom Holland replaced the Spider-Man. Tom Holland's not being replaced as Spider-Man. He's just not voicing the cartoon version of Spider-Man. Maybe he should be. We'd probably like him, but I have no problem with him not voicing the cartoon version of Spider-Man. It's okay to get a regular voice actor. I don't want to... But the headline reads, Tom Holland replaced, and you automatically click and start reading. Be careful what you're clicking on on the internet, because right now, in my personal opinion, the internet does this thing where... um, The internet does this thing where you'll click on an article because you like the headline, and then you have to read 12 pages of stuff that you already know for one sentence at the bottom, and you're just like, great, I'm so glad I clicked on that article. Most of the articles on the internet are like that. Um, So yeah, Charlie Cox will be back there. Charlie Cox is also going to appear in an 18-episode Daredevil show. So when you think, okay... This was, in my opinion, a huge announcement at the Marvel panel. First off, the Marvel panel, it was great because they showed all kinds of trailers and stuff that we couldn't see because we weren't at actual at San Diego. However, most of the stuff that got released online, we got to see. Big thing here, they announced that Daredevil will be back in his own show and Daredevil himself will um, uh, daredevil himself will uh, have... 18 episodes. We're not talking like a six-episode Loki or a six-episode Miss Marvel. We're talking 18 episodes. That's fantastic. I can't wait. Um, trailers that got shown. Ooh, I've kind of bounced around and not talked about any of the trailers. I'll come back to those. Um, the Daredevil show, um, I'm really excited about this, um, especially because Charlie Co- they were able to keep Charlie Cox in the mix. Um Alright, I'm going to do a quick pause on the Marvel stuff, and I'm going to come back to it, because this is real. some of this stuff can get really, really exciting. Um, so, let's talk about some trailers real quick, and then I'll go back to the Marvel stuff. Alright, first off, DC, yeah, they did the Black Adam trailer. New trailer. Um, they didn't have to show me any new footage of Black Adam, because I was already sold. I think what they have shown already, I don't think it's too much, it's just, the, in my opinion, it's the right amount. You got me sold on the movie. Awesome. Let's see the actual movie at this point. Um, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Trailer looks great. This looks like a lot of fun. Zachary Levi is having a lot of fun out there. Um, Get to see, actually get to see a legit, um, a little bit of the uh, new villains. Get a good glimpse at Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren. Um, You get to see the Shazam family. Uh, It really looks like they've figured themselves out in terms of, hey, we're superheroes. This is our job. And they're going out as a group. Um, the Shazam trailer looks great. Um, okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings for Amazon. They dropped a new trailer for Lord of the Rings. Super Bowl teaser left me very, I don't want to say I wasn't really excited because I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. The second trailer that dropped before San Diego Comic-Con had me excited because I was like, Ooh, now I have an idea of what I'm looking at. Now I have an idea of story. I'm excited to see this. This new one that dropped for San Diego Comic-Con is longer. You get a really good semblance of the story. Okay. It looks great. I'm in. You sold me. Stop showing me trailers because um, I don't want to see too much more of the show. I want to actually watch the show. So the Lord of the Rings trailer for Amazon. It looks great. Uh, Rings of po- Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Looks fantastic. Um, so Amazon, here we go. Just stop showing me trailers. I know we're going to get to those TV spot stuff because i got to sell the show or sell the platform, but um, I, I'm going to try and turn a blind eye when I see him. Um, and then House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon dropped a new trailer. This is a very lengthy trailer. Um, it's great. It really gives you way more than the other teasers and stuff that they've dropped. This really gives you a sense of what the show is going to be. It really looks like it falls in line with the Game of Thrones style storytelling that we know and love. You get a really good semblance, even though you don't know who all the characters are yet. Even though you don't know the names or the places they're from or how they fit into the things, you can see the tension. You can see that we're going into this Game of Thrones show, expecting Game of Thrones, getting Game of Thrones with this whole new mess of characters. And I, I can't wait because this is a universe I want more of. And I'm going to tell you, are getting if you didn't watch the trailer, you're getting a lot of dragons. Um, it just looks so good, like a lot of dragons. Um, okay. And then uh the Marvel trailers. So we got they showed an exclusive secret invasion panel secret invasion trailer at Comic Con that I that, that did not get released to the public. They showed an exclusive um Gardens of the Galaxy trailer that did not get released to the public. They did show a She-Hulk trailer. Um this She-Hulk trailer looks way better than the other She-Hulk trailers that got released. Um, I'll definitely say I'm totally in. I was kind of like blah at the other trailer. I was kind of like, I don't know. This one actually looks really good. And there are going to be some crazy cameos in this upcoming show. I can't wait. If you go check out the trailer, spoilers, it looks like Daredevil's in the show. I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, So I'm looking forward to She-Hulk. They released the Black Panther trailer. (laughs) Okay. The Black Panther trailer looks gorgeous um big time gorgeous for black panther wakanda forever black panther um we don't know who the new black panther is you get the you get a really cool like glimpse of like you know the like the back of the armor and the hand comes back and the claws pop and um that's really exciting um uh, but we don't know who it is and it kind of leaves you the mystery that the black panther is still there even though chadwick boseman passed away he's still there and then you're dealing with uh this new black panther whoever that is Um, but in the Black Panther trailer, we get a glimpse at Namor. We get to see Namor the Submariner. Um, it looks like he's going to be a villain for the series or for the movie. He, um, comes walking out of the water. You see some cool stuff. Um, what I'm really curious to see is we all saw Aquaman. And in my personal opinion, it really felt like the, uh, it really felt like a movie I had never seen before. And, um... I have, uh, and it made me really excited, but it also made me like, all right, Marvel, you're going to get to the ocean stuff. I can't wait to see what you do with it differently. Um, so we're going to finally get to see that. Um, it just looks like a beautiful, beautiful movie. Like even just whether, whether you like Black Panther as a character or not, this is a, this is a movie I think everyone should just see simply because of the cinematography. It just looks gorgeous. So, um, can't wait to see Black Panther. That looks great. Um, okay. So let's talk about the Marvel panel because there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here. Kevin Feige comes out and starts talking about their phases. Okay. Um, is this what we're looking at? Okay. That's the five through six pan phase. Yeah. Sorry. I have my notes broken down on me here a little bit differently than I was expecting. Okay. So, We have, we're coming to the end of phase four. Um, The final movie in phase four will be, so we're currently in phase four with all the television shows, and the big complaint with Marvel was we need a direction. Where are we going? What are we doing? Um, Who's the big bad? That kind of thing. Um, The final movie in phase four will be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So that'll close phase four. Then we're moving into phase five. Here's our lineup for phase five. Okay, and this is absolutely crazy. This has me so excited to see how this is going to play out. Starting with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. We'll start off phase five. Followed by the TV show Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Followed by Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's the beginning of phase five. We are, so we're looking at where we're at in the timeline right now. We get She-Hulk in August and then we get Wakanda Forever, and then we get Ant-Man, Secret Invasion, Guardians. It gets bigger from here. Right after that, you get Echo, which we got a taste of Echo in uh, the Hawkeye show, and Echo is moving into a little more Daredevil territory, if you will, um, and you're going to get lots of... Uh, there's going to be a lot of factors with the Echo show and like things uh, that I think we're going to get a more of a street level, which I tend to gravitate towards a little bit on the street level stuff. So we got Echo, um, Loki season two, that's huge. Um, and the reason I think it's a huge thing is now that we're like dealing with some of these shows that have multiple seasons, you're looking at a timeline order, like, Hey, how do I watch this stuff? You know, especially that conversation, what's the best order to watch the Marvel movies in? Most people are going to say release order, but that means Loki season two falls between Echo and the Marvels, the Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel sequel. So, it's, it's like watch Loki Season 1 to specific, during Phase 4, but Loki Season 2 falls in Phase 5. There's a story breakdown, um, which, you know, we're over 100 hours right now in the MCU if you want to sit down and watch them all. Uh, but at any rate, so after Loki Season 2, we have the Marvels. Um, so, it'll be the next time we see Kamala Khan. Maybe. She might appear somewhere else. But that's the next time we're going to see the Marvel or the Miss Marvels uh, or Captain Marvel. Um, after that, Ironheart... Um, we talked about how that's in shooting. Uh, there, there is um, Ironheart. There's a rumor that she is being introduced in Black Panther and that it'll spring from there. That's cool. I, I'm totally down with that. But Ironheart will be interesting because we still have Armor Wars on the way, which Armor Wars was not talked about at all at San Diego Comic-Con, but they did confirm that it is not canceled. It's going in front of cameras. It's still coming. So that'll probably be a next year thing. Uh but right after Ironheart we get Blade. We finally got a release date on Blade. We know where it's coming and all that stuff. Awesome. Um can't wait to see what how they handle Blade, especially um is it gonna be rated R? We know we're, we're moving into R rated territory, so um Blade could be a really cool thing. Um to see what how they handle with it. We all remember Agatha from WandaVision. Uh Catherine Hahn played Agatha Harkness. Um and her show on Disney Plus will close out the year 2023 for Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Um, the title is just fantastic. I love it. Coven of Chaos. Um, can't wait to see more Agatha. I'm really curious to see more of that. After Agatha, um, Coven of Chaos, we get the Daredevil, Born Again, which will continue from the uh, Netflix series, which I actually think I really want to rewatch the Daredevil series now. Um leading up to, uh, cause I mean, we're getting 18 episodes of Daredevil. This is awesome. Um, again, 18 episodes for one season. That's kind of unheard of for like streaming platform shows like that, but Hey, I'm down. Um, followed by Captain America four or Captain America new world order, which is the official title, which where we will get to see Sam Wilson as the new captain America. So it's the next time we're going to see them since Captain America, the winter soldier, exciting stuff. The next thing, and I don't know if this was a trailer they showed at Comic-Con or if it was a really cool, like, clip that led to a title or something, but Phase 5 will end with the t- with the movie Thunderbolts. We talked a couple weeks ago, Peter and I, about the Thunderbolts uh, movie. Um, that is a, um, it's kind of like the Evil Avengers or the Dark Avengers, if you will, um, where if you think back you have um uh contessa valente what how she's got like eight names right uh julia louise dreyfus's character she has clearly hired uh Yelena and uh u.s agent and who else is she picking up along the way um but the thunderbolts movie will be a big crossover and like primarily villain but we know that they got to paint them as good guys in a way so um Really excited to see that once we get there. That's just phase five now Kevin Feige surprised everybody With the hey, we got phase six coming Um, And when he announced phase six should I do phase six yet? Yeah, why not? I'll talk about that now and then I'll do the other breakdowns when they announced phase six Kevin Feige um, said he wants to show us a little bit of the future at least a glimpse of the future and he showed a huge timeline with a lot of blank dates. They, wouldn't, they They literally put all these dates on the thing and we're just like, okay. And you start counting how many movies are in those dates. Um, how many movies or TV shows. You don't know what they are yet. But he said the very first movie of Phase 6 will be Fantastic Four. Okay, cool, great. Um, we haven't heard any word about Mutants yet. No word about X-Men yet, right? There was nothing about that. So if, so if that means we're moving into that territory in Phase 6, they just haven't announced it, that's okay. Um, but Fantastic Four will be the first movie in uh, Phase 6. Cool. Phase 6 is going to end with two films back-to-back. The first one, titled Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Now, this is big because we have talked heavily about how um, Peter and I thought that Kang the Conqueror was going to be the next big bad. He was going to be the villain when we saw him in Loki. I'm like, "Oh, dude, that was Kang the Conqueror. We're building to Kang the Conqueror. It's going to be great." Um, he'll be the next Thanos, if you will. Um, Kang uh he's in a he's in an interesting spot because um he's going to be the main villain in Ant-Man Quantumania, which is the beginning of Phase 5. So we're going to be introduced to Kang in a big, bad way. And I'll bet you they'll sprinkle Kang throughout like they did with um, Thanos leading up to this Kang, the Kang Dynasty movie, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, followed by Avengers Secret Wars. Um, Secret Wars. This is a childhood dream. Here's the thing. If you're going to do the Infinity Story, you got to do Secret Wars. The Russo brothers said it would be a dream project. That's great. Russo brothers also announced that they have will not have anything to do with either one of these Avengers movies. So they're going to be getting new directors for them. Um, no director for, um, Secret Wars has been announced yet, but Shang-Chi director, um, will be, uh, where's his name here? Um, the Shang-Chi director, um, will be directing, uh, the Kang dynasty. So, um, that's cool. I liked Shang-Chi a lot. I thought it was a well-shot movie, very well put together. Um, So, I'm totally in for that. Uh, The, but Avengers Secret Wars were leading to it. Secret Wars, when I was growing up, was a very specific thing about all the superheroes and all the supervillains being taken by a character by the name of the Beyonder onto a planet, and they had to battle it out. Um, And then Secret Wars Current, they kind of made a new one called Secret Wars, which is all about the multiverse. I have a feeling it's gonna be a combination of the two. If I had to guess, if I had to put any money on it, it's gonna be a combination of the two. Kang is gonna kind of replace the Beyonder and you're gonna have to deal with a cool like thing where it's gonna be every character known to man, whatnot, and then they're gonna do a whole bunch of multiverse stuff. And the reason they're gonna do multiverse stuff is because they're officially calling this the Multiverse Saga. All right, the Infinity Saga, first 23 films from, Spider-Man: Far From Home on is considered the multiverse saga. We officially have a direction. We're dealing with the Marvel multiverse. Cool. This is where I feel bad for DC, and that's only because in the '80s in the comic books, DC was the first to say they had a multiverse, and Marvel heavily, heavily criticized them. Um, There are lots of like Joe Quesada was very quick to like criticize them, and it's just. And here Marvel is with a multiverse, and that's the part that bugs me. That's the part that kind of rubs me the w- wrong way, if you will, because it's just, I feel bad for DC because they're trying to get off the ground, and the bumps in the road, some of it's studio-related, some of it's the people in charge-related, some of it's the way the fans react to their movies. There's a lot of factors in play. I just feel bad for DC because I feel like DC should be the one saying, we're doing the multiverse saga, you know? So anyway i like the fact that it's called the multiverse saga it's a nice name so um but hey that's that's what they're calling it cool at least we have a name something to like hang our hat on and go hey i know what that is and you can work off that material um so um little nuggets on top of everything here so we have andrew garfield toby mcguire and patrick stewart will return in avengers secret wars awesome we're dealing with the multiverse saga They're going to return in Avengers Secret Wars. Okay, cool. Um, Then we have um, Kevin Feige says Spider-Man and Daredevil will lead Marvel's street-level heroes. That's really cool. Not just because... So, yeah, we have Daredevil coming with the 18 episodes. But what's really cool is to hear that Spider-Man will be a part of that. Because, yes, we're doing the Spider-Verse. But that also means Marvel itself is not done with Spider-Man in the MCU. So, if you're going to do Spider-Verse films, there's going to be crossover. So, let's just find out what Tom Collins' contract is, and we can work off that information. Um, let's see, where else are we at? Um, yeah, the Russo brothers won't return for next Avengers films. Uh, Kevin Feige confirmed that in an interview with IGN. Um, yep. So, um, that's, let's see what happens there. Let's see who they end up pulling. Um... And then M.O.D.O.K confirmed as Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania villain. So not only are we going to get to see Kang, but we're going to get to see live-action M.O.D.O.K., which is going to be cool, which is going to be silly. And um, we're all going to have to uh, suspend our disbelief a little bit because M.O.D.O.K. is a very interesting character. So, yeah, really cool stuff. Look, overall, I think the Marvel panel really kind of wowed and kind of blew everyone away. Um, in a big, big, big way. And um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting as we move forward. And I hope that DC has plans to um, really... I hope DC has plans to get themselves in a good situation. I don't want another reboot. I think they have stuff to work through with what they have. Um, and I'm really curious to see how the Flash film turns out because I think that's going to be a good indication of where we're headed and what we're doing with the DC movies, um, DC movies, television, whatever they're doing in the DC cinematic universe, if you will, or DCEU as they're calling it, the DC expanded universe. I really hope they have stuff really um, planned and ready to go. And maybe they were like, let's show what we got because this is what we got. And they are in a transition phase with... New, new parent company and trying to figure all that stuff out so um th- they might not have been as prepared for comic-con as we had hoped but marvel definitely won the day in my opinion um so that being said that kind of brings us to the end of the news there is tons of stuff still to unpack and the reason i say that is because yes these are big announcements and they're big stories but now that they've broke we're going to be getting little bits here and there little nuggets little like side things and we want to look at the fact that we're going to be able to dissect this all the way to the movie's releases so let's look at what we're looking forward to the next thing out the gate for marvel is she hulk and the following Wakanda forever that's going to close out 2022 for us and then we can look forward to phase five so let's focus on phase four let's get to the end of it let's be odd and, ex- and excited and kind of cruise along the way We have Black Adam still coming. I can't wait to see how that plays out. So there's so much good coming. And let's say Marvel's doing great things. Let's be excited for Marvel because they're like, they literally have us in the palm of their hand. But let's also look at DC and say, we're here. Yeah, we're with you. Let's see what you got. We're not going anywhere because that's the big thing. The audience is the same. But let's try and look at this through the prism of being a kid again. Because Kevin Smith at his uh, panel for Clerks 3, he talked about he talked about how Marvel makes him be a kid again. And I've been trying to watch movies with the awe. Like, I dissect stuff. I study the movies. And I, it's a completely different level of watching the films. But I kind of start watching... I'm trying to watch stuff in that awe and um, amazement that I did when I was a kid. Like when you saw Star Wars for the first time, or when you saw Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time, or you saw Back to the Future. You were awed. You wanted to drive the DeLorean. You wanted to fly the Millennium Falcon. You wanted to um, have the whip and run again, run away from the boulder. Like these things, like they made you like want to do these things. Let's stop. Critiquing. Let's stop complaining about movies. Let's. We're not the ones making them, so stop telling me how you think the movie should go. Let's talk about the movie we got. There's a lot of great coming. I can't wait to see where things go on all fronts. Um. So yeah, it's going to be a lot to dissect. We're going to have a lot of reviews coming. So be along for the ride. Peter and I aren't going anywhere. We'll be here with you. All right. That being said, I can't do the top five report without having a top five list. So. Let's move into list territory. It's going to be a short list. I'll explain why. Um, So, yeah, um, with that being said, uh, let's roll the thing. And now for the top five. Okay, like I said, it's a short list. There's one trailer I haven't talked about yet. I'm going to talk about it in a moment because it's kind of a funny thing. But it's a short list because I've talked literally about all this stuff now. Because Peter's not here with me, the list that we were going to do, we're going to be pushing until Peter's back and feeling better. So tonight, since I'm on my own, this is my top five of all the stuff at Comic-Con. That um, This is my top five favorite items from Comic-Con. Starting off with my first honorable mention, the Lord of the Rings uh, trailer itself. Um, like I said, it's cool looks great, I'm excited can't wait to see it, but I have a better idea of what's going on, it gets an honorable mention because I want to know more um, uh, Game of Thrones House of the Dragon trailer is my next. Is my first actual pick of the night, this is a universe I always want more from this is a universe I'm very excited to step back into, um, this is a universe that's going to kind of probably make me want to re-watch the show proper um, I can't wait, um, so that's one I'm really excited for. Um, the next one on my list, my number four pick for the night, is the Clerks panel. They showed Kevin Smith's Clerks 3 panel. Um, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Um, he is an inspiration to me in terms of, he's one of the reasons why I became, wanted to become a podcaster. He showed five minutes of footage for Clerks 3 that I didn't get to see because I wasn't at Comic-Con proper, but, um, he brought up the cast they talked about the movie whatever the thing about the panel that i really liked was kevin smith comes out and he starts talking about his love of movies and his you know love of movies sharing them with his dad and all this stuff kevin smith is always really great about giving you real um down-to-earth stories and you know who he is as a person by listening to him talk and everything um and i feel like this he has this great message about movies making you inspiring you and making you feel like a kid and the thing that i loved about that panel was the fact that you knew um you knew exactly um what that feeling was because we were all there once and uh it just made me excited because it's like that's how we should all be looking at movies in that awe and wonder woman when wonder woman wonder mint wow stumbled on words there wonder woman wonder mint of that childhood you know fantasy world that we all lived in in our minds um so the clerks 3 panel was actually really really cool to watch in general just to listen to them talk and whatnot especially if you've been following that movie for as long as you have that's i really like those movies and um yeah so anyway the next one is the dungeons and dragons trailer um this is the, the reason i saved this trailer for the list because um this is so there's a handful of dungeons and dragons movies out there they're not good Most of us want to forget they exist. Most of them don't even want to acknowledge the fact that they exist. Um, the, this new trailer with Chris Pine and, uh, uh, Hugh Grant and the one guy from Bridgerton, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now and Michelle Rodriguez and the, it looks like so much fun. It looks so exciting. Um, and it looks funny and it looks it basically looks like that adventure film and that princess bride sense with humor and excitement and um in in the world of dungeons and dragons so if you know this if you know the universe if you know the creatures you know when you see the owlbear for the first time or the one character is a tiefling and you see like you see the displacer beast or the uh, gelatinous cube the mimics in the trailer it gets you excited to see these creatures um so, the trailer looks great. In my personal opinion, I really kind of hope, and I kind of want them to do the thing where they Lego movie this movie. Um, where, in the Lego movie, if you remember, at the end of the movie, they pull back. It's like they pull the curtain away, and you see that it's a kid playing with his Legos. And then they go back in, and you're in the Lego universe, and they pull back, and it's the kid playing with his Lego somewhere. I really think it'd be really cool if you... To, do a Dungeons and Dragons movie where, like, third act, you're getting to the end and they pull back and you see the group playing at the table. And then you're back in the stuff and they pull back and you see the group playing at the table again. And the reason I think that'd be cool is because no movie's ever done that uh, in terms of the Dungeons and Dragons movies. And you want true representations. And I think the fans would appreciate that a lot. It was a risk for them to do it with the Lego movie but it's a risk that paid off because it was such a wonderful moment. I think it would lend really, really well to this. Or you do the Dungeons and Dragons movie where you do it like Jumanji, where the characters, you see the real life people, they sit down to the table and then boom, and they're in the universe and then you watch the story unfold. Um, Either way, trailer's great. I'm excited. I don't know if you guys saw the poster, Um, For Dungeons & Dragons, um, the poster is the Dungeons & Dragons ampersand with all these, like, character images, creature images inside the ampersand creating the logo. Um, Really cool artwork. What I will say, which is really funny, is Wizards of the Coast owns Dungeons & Dragons and they had a lot of contribution to making this movie by, like, creatures and lore and visuals and sets and cities and maps and stuff. Great. Um... They, not necessarily Wizard of the Coast, but the studio, whoever was making the movie, farmed out the poster duties to a company called Boss Logic. Boss Logic went and com- you know, commissioned the poster. Cool. Boss Logic apparently didn't do all the research because what they did do was used Pathfinder artwork on the poster, and the internet exploded with, wow, you guys didn't do your research, wrong artwork, wrong game, all that stuff. Um, it's been kind of funny to follow that, but hey, um, someone kind of messed up there. So I when I've been talking to people about have you seen the poster, a lot of them have been like, no, I missed it or I can't find it. So I'm wondering if they're trying to scrub it from the internet. But once it's out there, it's out there. Anyway, the Dungeons & Dragons trailer looks great. Um, and listening to them talk at the panels and stuff was awesome. Um, so it, it really makes me feel like you have actors who understand and respect what they're doing, uh, not just um, – not just, hey, I got a job on Dungeons & Dragons. It sounds like they actually, you know, if the, you know, some of them actually have played, but they made the actors all go play Dungeons & Dragons, so they understood what it was. And it was really kind of nice to listen to them talk. Um, all right. The final two items on my list. Number two, the Marvel timeline. Learning the understanding of the direction they're going. What's phase five? How is phase four is coming to a close? The direction we're headed. Phase 5, the entire lineup and understanding the story, knowing we're leading to Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars is massive because now we can start looking at puzzle pieces and seeing this timeline going, okay, I get it. So these little nuggets are going to start dropping and as fans of comics, not just the MCU, we can start seeing these little nuggets drop and fall into place that will lead us to Secret Wars. And now we know that confirmed. Uh, the Marvel timeline, huge. And my final pick of the night in general was the Marvel panel because even though a lot of the actors couldn't say anything (laughs) and a lot of them were like, yes, you see my character at this partner life and all that stuff. And they're trying to talk about emotions that doesn't help us because we want deeper info at the same time. The Marvel panel was so great to watch. It was so much fun to watch, um, with everything that got, with everything, with every announcement, um, anything they had to say it was just erupting in cheers because it's it's exactly what we wanted. It was like, show us what you got. And here we are, and it's it was fantastic. So those are my five picks tonight um, with my one honorable mention. Um, if Peter was here, this probably would have been a much longer episode, but that's okay. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, the length of the show we're at right now. So anyway, um, I'm going to cut it there for the night. So I hope you guys all enjoyed. I hope I helped you kind of like unpack a little bit of this uh, san diego comic-con nonsense and um we're gonna be dissecting this as we go as little bits drop so do me a favor check out our website topfivereport.com. there you'll find links to all of our social media twitter and facebook along with a link to our email top at gmail.com you can hit us up there hit us up on our um social media either way works um We are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us in those places. If you do, you will not miss a single episode. Um, You can also leave us a review. We love those five stars, but we understand criticism because it helps us get better and makes the words we say feel important. Um, You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Um, Peter, he's not here, but you can follow him on uh, Twitter at NinjaPierre. We'll be making some kind of joke or argument or something. Um, since he's not here, I'm not going to try and spoil his bit. <laughs> but everybody, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I can't wait to have you guys back for more. I um, can't wait to discuss more as we dive into this Marvel time, this new Marvel timeline, and see what DC has in store for us. Um, so thank you all for listening to the Top Five Report. I'm Drew, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>